Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, September 15th. U.S. equity futures are mixed. You have S&P futures up about five points or 10 basis points. Dow futures are outperforming up about 85 points or 24 basis points. And the Nasdaq futures are down modestly off about 11 points or seven basis points. In Europe, you're looking at the major indices up about 1% overall. Strong outperformance in basic resources, industrials, chemicals, and then the major luxury names, so LVMH, Caring, Hermes, etc. Um, all that outperformance is a function largely of um, the Chinese economic numbers, which I'll get to in a moment, which came in strong for August. Tech is underperforming in Europe. You had a negative Reuters report talking about TSM asking equipment suppliers to kind of defer delivery given demand concerns. So you have ASML. Um, is one of the weaker names in Europe this morning. And then real estate is for sale as well, given the move higher in yields. Asia was mixed. You saw solid gains in Japan. Nikkei rallied 1%. Hang Seng rallied 75 basis points. Mainland China underperformed. Shanghai Comp and Shenzhen both fell about 30 basis points. So the economic situation in China continues to improve. We've had now um, a series of data from August most of which either signaled stability or kind of came in and had expectations. So retail sales and industrial production overnight, both um, accelerated versus July and exceeded expectations. This follows kind of the MBS, the Cation manufacturing PMIs, uh, auto sales, bank lending uh, statistics. So you are seeing the Chinese economy after um, underperforming throughout the spring and summer, and spring and early summer, there is a, a, a kind of modest rebound occurring in part due to the multiple stimulus steps that have been taken over the last several months. So there hasn't been kind of one big shock and awe announcement, but there have been a series of stimulus actions that in aggregate are having a positive effect on growth. So the uh, net liquidity injection from the MLF this morning was higher than expected. This follows the triple R cut yesterday morning. So these kind of little minor stimulus levers that get pulled on a daily basis are having an effect. Um, and so the green shoots that are sprouting in China's economy, you know, clearly are having an effect on oil. Part of it is supply with regards to oil. And OPEC has been very aggressive on on taking supply off the market. But you are seeing Chinese consumption pick up. Iron ore prices are, are have rallied. They're up a lot again this morning. Um, so all that is positive for growth, but it's also kind of in turn fueling inflation anxiety in the U.S. and Europe, uh, especially given what you're seeing in oil. Now there's the distinction to be made. The distinction that needs to be made between headline inflation and core, the headline numbers are accelerating, core numbers um, are, are decelerating. You saw that this week, the PPI and the CPI. Um, you know, the Fed cares more about core than headline, but still, I think if you really do see headline inflation reaccelerate for several months, it's going to start to bleed into core. Even if you do see the shelter housing component really start to um, you know, move lower in the coming months, which is my expectation. I think the consensus view as well. So definitely a kind of a, a tricky setup right now as the world looks at Chinese growth potentially accelerating um, and the risk that fuels inflation. On central banks, you got to ECB yesterday morning, you know, all but it was very explicit in, in, in you know, telling markets that they're essentially done hiking. That's positive, but there is a big but if central banks turn dovish, and the Fed, I expect next week, will also suggest they're done hiking, um, 
at a time when inflation is plateauing or reaccelerating, that's not necessarily going to be positive for markets. That's only going to push long and yields higher. And you're seeing that a little bit in Europe this morning. Ten-year yields are up five basis points, five to seven basis points in all the major economies, in part because you're seeing, again, signs of upward pressure on inflation while central banks are kind of turning in a more dovish direction. So historically, dovish monetary policy is good for stocks, but um, in the current situation, that that rule might not necessarily hold. You need to have inflation moving with the dovish monetary policy. If they start to move in opposite directions, that um, won't be positive for equities. Um, so that's kind of the broader macro setup for this morning. A uh, bunch of other news out. So the UAW strike kicked off uh, at midnight. This was expected. It's starting very small. So you're just seeing one plant at all three OEMs kind of see a walkout occur. Um, it certainly can accelerate in the coming days and weeks. They're continuing to negotiate. So if those negotiations don't make progress, more plants will come offline. Um, but they are starting small and we'll have to see all this on, how all this unfolds. Um, on other strike news, the Writers Guild of America, so the WGA, um, is going to resume negotiations next week with the studios. They have not really been talking for a while. Um, so some mild progress on that front. That strike's now uh, nearly five months old. Um, and you're starting to see some signs, some, you know, big talent, uh, you know, Drew Barrymore, Bill Maher starting to kind of bring their shows back without writers. So there's definitely some dissent in, within the, within the writers union about kind of how to proceed. So those negotiations will kick off, uh, Adobe Lenar earnings out last night. I have details in the piece. I have details also about, uh, all the kind of noise around Disney. Um, and that is essentially everything for this morning. Just looking into next week. Next week will be all about central banks. A ton of central bank decisions. The Fed will be the big one. You also have Japan, the UK, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, China, Brazil. So a lot of central bank decisions next week for the Fed. Um, you know, I think they are going to convey that they're finished hiking. They won't completely close the door to incremental increases. They won't be as explicit as the ECB was. Um, but the real debate on monetary policy for the Fed uh, and the ECB is kind of not the height of the ceiling, but the length of the ceiling. Um, and so that gets into 2024, where the market just a few days ago had been pricing in about 100 basis points of cuts starting around the middle of next year. Um, you've started to see the market price out those cuts. So the year-end 2024 funds rate assumption this morning um, currently stands at about 4.53%. So that's up another three basis points this morning. It rose about seven basis points yesterday. It's up about 30 basis points uh, just this month. So you priced out more than a full cut already this month. Um and I think that's really where the Fed, the, the big debate now is going to be shifting. It's going to be what happens next year on the cuts, not really so much are they going to hike um, any any further. So the big wild card for next week on the Fed will be the, the updated dot plot and specifically the 2024 dot, which had been at 4.6%, um, probably has more upside than downside risk. And that, like I said, I think that's going to kind of be the main area of discussion uh, coming out of the Fed for next week. Uh, I have a broader preview for the Fed that I sent around yesterday that's on the website. Uh, so take a look at it. For today specifically, it will be, there's a lot of economic data, so a lot of inflation data specifically. So U.S. 
the uh, import-export prices for August at 8.30. You get the Empire Manufacturing Index for September. Within that, you get prices paid, prices received. And then you get the Michigan Sentiment Survey at 10 a.m. for September. And then you get the within that, the inflation expectations. And that is everything for today, Friday, September 15th. Thank you for listening.